fine newspaper in, uh, in Bryan College Station. Uh, and um, Travis, good to visit with you. And um, I, I would imagine this kind of a interesting day in Aggieland on a lot of fronts. A a firing has occurred. Uh, I guess technically maybe he stepped away. But Daryl Dickey is out as the offensive uh, coordinator. But I, t- I was talking earlier, the Aggies, as you well know, Travis, it's a loyal group. And if you give them one really nice win every now and then, it's funny how they kind of everybody kind of settles down, and I I I was sensing just tons of of good feelings and what a way to end the season. I, in some ways, Jimbo has one of the best jobs in the country because I promise you, at Auburn and some of these other places, they I just don't think the fan base reacts quite like this. Is that uh, am I on to something? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh... Uh, situation there. It, it is, you know, you, you got you to gotta field storming with a five-win season. You do beat the number five <laughs> team in the nation. It is just a, a, a really interesting and weird way to cap off what was a weird season uh, here, here in Aggieland. But, you know, a, a, a top five win, I think it was like the sixth highest margin of victory against an AP top 10 team in, a, in A&M history. That, that'll, that'll leave a, that'll cleanse the palate heading into next yeah, and there there was some uh, palate cleansing needed based on, on, on where this thing has been headed. Now, what famously happens this time of year is the head coaches that maybe have enormous buyouts and aren't going to get fired, like Jimbo, will throw somebody overboard. And Dickey is the first name. Uh, to be thrown out there, some I see this all the time in uh, in NFL circles. Somebody gets fired, and you can call them a scapegoat, call them whatever you want, but it, it somewhat appeases the fandom. I don't think firing Dickey, uh, Daryl Dickey, the uh, uh, the offensive coordinator, is going to do that, especially since he doesn't call the plays. Um, what do you sense is going to be the move for the Aggies here? Because most big-time offensive coordinator names or hires are going to want to call plays. And at least up until now, that doesn't happen with Jimbo. Um, what are you kind of hearing in the early hours of this, uh, what will soon be an, an all-on uh, offensive coordinator search? Because quite honestly, A&M never minds paying top dollar to these coordinators. The problem with Jimbo, again, is the coordinator is not going to have as much say so as other coordinators do. Well, see, that's the that's the deal here. This isn't the typical uh, scapegoats. Uh, the offense wasn't good, so let's let's make a change kind of deal. This was Jimbo Fisher clearing some room to, to, to hire an offensive coordinator that will be the play calling uh, uh, the play caller moving forward. Uh, Jimbo should uh, move into that CEO type role. And let someone else with a little bit of uh, uh, some, a little bit of a, a modernized new approach to offense uh, move, and that, that's what everyone is expecting down here in Aggieland. So uh, definitely some people to uh, to look out for. Uh, you know, the the guy that that this is just my own personal opinion, but the guy that kind of sticks out to me that seems like it would be the right mix of a little bit of modernization, but sticking with what uh, Jimbo Fisher kind of likes to do a little bit would be the long go out at uh, uh, North Carolina. 
Uh, I mean, a lot of people in these parts of the uh, these parts of the state would would sure like to see TCU's Garrett Riley come down here. But I, I think that that would be a little bit too far of a departure of what Jimbo Fisher likes to do and is comfortable with uh, with with that tempo and and throwing it around like that. It'll be interesting to see, but you you would have to think this roster move would be to clear the path to bring in uh, some 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 new ideas and some, some new play calling moving forward. You know, one of my Aggie buddies, uh, who's somewhat of a prominent booster, was uh, saying that uh, he admires Jeff Grimes, the Baylor offensive coordinator. Now, again, I don't know if what he does. Uh, with 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 his running game and everything, the RVO that Baylor has, I don't know if it totally fits what Jimbo has. And quite honestly, I think he's got a shot to to be a head coach. I don't know if it'll be in this cycle; it might be in a future cycle. But uh, just a name, if you're kind of wanting to fill out your list. Although I should not try to help you with any of these Baylor <laughs> names because. We'd really like to hold on to Jeff Grimes, but I think, you know, of course, when you when you don't meet expectations like Baylor didn't, people are like, "What? What? What? Why Jeff Grimes?" Well, I mean, he he came in last year and was amazing. Now, I, so that's really interesting to me, Travis. Well, and, that and, you and Grimes oh. Grimes does have the A and M connection. He was a GA back in the ninety six ninety seven season, so he has been in Aguiland mm. before. Mm. Okay. I mean, that's a long time ago, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't want to encourage this too much. I'm, I feel like I shouldn't have mentioned this to you, uh, but I'm afraid you ha- you were already on to this since you had that connection. I had hoped to bury that connection. I uh, shouldn't have ever brought this up in the first place. Uh, talking to Travis Brown, um, and, and by the way, congratulations. Travis covers the Aggies, does a really nice job in uh, uh, for the Eagle uh, there in Bryan College Station, but went to TCU. That's where he graduated from. And the Horn Frogs took down, I mean, you can imagine, Travis. Uh, and, in fact, I meant to congratulate you. I try to congratulate all my buddies, even when they go to a place like that. Uh, so this is my on-air congratulations to you. But what an amazing season uh, for the Horn Frogs. And do you have a queasy feeling heading into this Big 12 championship, or at this point, is it all gravy? Like, do you just feel like this has been so amazing, you're not getting caught up in it? Like, what are your feelings as the uh, as the Frogs get ready to take on the Wildcats again? Well, I, I guess this is actually my time on your show to eat a little bit of crow, because I think, you know, about, I don't know, a month ago when I was on here and you were asking me about the Horned Frogs, the, my, my take was I'm, I'm not sold on old uh, 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 Sonny Dykes until he, he shows that he can win in November, which is something he wasn't able to do at SMU. And uh, Sonny Dykes has been listening and, and you know, is, is uh, sticking the hypno-toad on me or, or something like that. But uh, <laughs> I, I think that, uh, you know, I think TCU got a lot of help with uh, with actually A&M beating LSU, with Clemson going down. I, I think that they're in a position where <laughs> – even if they lose a close game in Arlington, they probably sh- are, are going to make that, that, that final four field uh, with that win on Saturday and the little bit of help they got. But as, as, as anyone who follows the Frogs knows, the last time they were in this kind of hunt, uh, as was Baylor back in 2014, 
it was Ohio State that snuck in on that last uh, yeah. uh, rankings, and TCU fell, what was it, like six spots in the last week. So, uh, you know, it's not over till it's over. Well, this time Ohio State doesn't have – they're not going up against Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game. And Wisconsin laid down in that game, if you'll recall, and it was like 58 uh-huh. to nothing. And that, of course, hurt the Bears and the Frogs. And in the end, they put the Bears fifth and the Frogs sixth. But that was all window dressing. What would they have done uh, in a different situation? Had Wisconsin well, – we'll never know – uh, the answer to that, but uh, it is uh, it's really interesting to look at all this. Now, help us with the A and M as they. I mean, it's going to be a big search. There may be other moves on the staff. This is going to be uh, exciting to see. But the Aggies now have time to focus on this early signing period, and we can joke all we want about the enormous NIL money, and we know it's there. But this 2023 class, one of the things you're going to have to do is keep this ballyhooed class. I mean, what, what are you kind of anticipating from the transfer portal? Because so many of these players all season have been rumored to maybe be thinking about the portal. I was watching the other night thinking, wait, is that guy still that guy still playing for the Aggies? Like, are, are, what's a guy, Stewart? Man, great player. And, and, of course, if you can keep players like that, you, you know, you, you might eventually get it figured out. Are you expecting a a mass exodus or kind of a normal exodus as far as uh, in the transfer portal and then, of course, bringing people into the portal? I think it's going to be normal to just slightly above normal. Jimbo Fisher, I mean, Jimbo Fisher went out of his way. You you, you know, in in your time at at press conferences, there's times when coaches, they have something they want to say in a press conference, and it doesn't really matter what's asked. They're going to get that. That happened after the game Saturday when – uh, a question was asked just kind of innocuously about what it means, what, what it says about Devon A. Chain that he, uh, he, he could have hung it up, but he, he gutted it out and played in that game. And that was Jimbo Fisher's time to, to go on and on about how we, the media, were trying to tear this team down and say that they're, they're uh, uh, just unified and all this. And they've been together since day one. And so if he wants to, you know, Jimbo has spouted off about a lot of things in this last year that didn't wasn't necessarily – true or came to fruition. Uh, and so uh, you can take that for whatever it's worth. But that being said, it does seem like the team, the, the core of the team, as is fought for each other and, and fought for the end of the season there, and a lot of guys could have given up, and that, that win was, was a little bit telling. So I, I think there's probably something to be said that, that, you know, there was four of the freshmen and that came in in that class that, got suspended twice and were suspended indefinitely. I, yeah. I would assume that you'd see those four guys go. Um, so, you know, already they have uh, five uh, players in the uh, in the uh, transfer portal. One of them's a punter and one of them's a kicker. Uh, so that that's something, too. But I think it's going to be your average, what, what we're going to see year in and year out probably in the transfer mm. portal. But in, more interesting thing to me now is I want to see how much Jimbo Fisher dips into the transfer portal to get guys. Because really, the, since they've been here, the only real transfer portal uh, impact guy was uh, 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 Johnson, the, the the offensive lineman they brought in for last season from Tennessee that didn't really pan out great. Um, yeah. But they, they, they've really been high school heavy. So it'll be interesting to see how much they're going to have to fill some holes from the transfer portal this offseason. 
Well, and the excitement over Wegman finally getting in there. I know you and I had conversations about when that was going to happen. Well, it happened, and... Of course, the last quarterback who had a huge win uh, ended up transferring out somewhere else. But this guy, it was such a big-time recruit that you know they're going to do everything in the world to keep him happy. And by all accounts, he is happy. And you can build on that kind of hope. Like when you have like a fun, young quarterback that, that the fan base is excited about, uh, that's, that's a uh, – that that's that's something that people can get behind, and it sure seems like Travis that Wegman does some things that uh, uh, that give reason for being excited about the future. Yeah, yeah, I think that he is he is going to be a guy. Uh, he, he is he manages he managed Fisher's offense uh, as well as Kellen Mond did, and it took Kellen Mond three years to kind of get to that point. Uh, in that game against LSU when he had all of his weapons back with him. Uh, you know, A-Chain and Evan Stewart were in and out for most of the time he had been uh, at quarterback and Moose Muhammad for the Auburn game. Uh, he, he was very short-staffed around him. So there's something to be said there. When, going back to the last question, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Haynes King uh, and, and Max Johnson. Now, Max Johnson yeah. transferred, um, but, but, you know, they had quarterback was a strength at least in, in debt, per se, uh, you didn't have that situation where you're going to run someone just terrible out there. But it, it could be another situation next year if, if, if they do lose um, some of those guys. All right. Well, I was hoping you would at least have a fun men's basketball season. And then this team has been a little bit all over the place early in the season. But there's time. You never Things could settle down and fine. hopefully, yeah, maybe they'll, maybe they'll be, be okay. Fine. I, I, I t- the Baylor coaches were impressed um, during that private scrimmage and thought of them as a definite tournament team. So hopefully they'll get it going. I just saw the other night that they got beat by somebody like 105 to 103.75, and I thought, oh, man, I was hoping Travis would at least have some fun basketball to watch. But, uh, well, Travis, um, I appreciate it, and uh, good luck in the Big 12 uh, championship game. That seems like something – I don't know. Can you make an argument that you need to cover that for the Eagle? Well, I will actually be in Fort Worth on Saturday, but covering that A&M women's basketball team at Dickey's Arena playing Boise State. So maybe oh, I can gosh. hear the roar from, from you know, 40, 35 miles away or whatever it is. But, you know, I won't turn down an opportunity to go go see something at that Dickey's Arena. That, 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 is, a, uh, that is a fine <sighs> venue if I do say so myself. Yeah, yeah, you're just going to be so close, though, to where you need to be. Um, yeah, send me your editor's number. I'll maybe text him, and we'll get this all worked out. All right, uh, tell your wife I said hi, and uh, I will talk to you soon. Will do. Thanks, Matt. There he goes. Travis Brown, our Texas A&M insider. And uh, good. I just thought our Aggies, they were excited about the win. They should have been. That was a good win over LSU. And let's uh, let's have some Aggies talk today. I think.